0: Broadcasting from a dark basement office, the FBI's most unwanted presents the X Files podcast.
1: Well, 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 we got a special little treat for you, lovely little darlings, don't we, Josh?
0: Treatski, mm. little little treat, a little uh, given back. Yep. What a fucking... What what a, a fu- yeah, what a yeah What hero. an ego.
1: <laughs> ah, what a fucking hero you are, huh? Nice. That's not what I meant.
0: What, getting, giving involvement, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We're getting listener involvement. That's what. what what's going on I here. Think,
1: I think the word you're giving looking for back, is engagement. Giving back. What the <laughs> fuck? Listener engagement. God. And uh, that's what we're doing here tonight. We're doing a little thing. I don't know if this episode's even titled, although you guys know, because I'm talking to you from the future. I guess listener questions... Something
0: <laughs> well, March Madness topic extravaganza. Wow, March Madness listener questions. How about that? <laughs> We've never said extravaganza. You look at listener questions like eh, extravaganza. Fine. Okay. No, you're I'm right. I'm gonna download that. I'm gonna download that.
1: Yep. I'm sure a lot. Most people will be looking for for that title too.
0: I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the search. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Anyway. How, how gracious we are to talk about things that we like to talk about. <laughs> that you all have brought up very selfless of us
1: we are a couple of martyrs a couple of martyrs we put ourselves on the cross for you all wow
0: yeah but what that is what we're doing we, we blah, blah, blah. had had our march madness and we we had our winners we talked about that and um we uh we threw them a few things threw them some stickers but also we threw them a chance to chime in some topics or questions that we can kind of tackle yeah and uh dude we got a lot back a lot of good shit. And up front, just say we're not gonna be able to get to it all. But I wanna say this, we we're can. definitely gonna take the stuff we don't get. Yeah, and just yeah, get back put it to it. Yeah. Put stick, it in the shelf. Stick it in the queue. Even yeah, when we when we uh try to fit in a a listener question at the end of a regular episode, pull right from here.
1: Boy, I tell you what, you're on top of things. Love it. So here we go. We're going to be diving in. I don't know how long this may or may not go. I'm glad you got the stickers, Michael. Uh, we're also recording this live as we do every other Thursday, more or less, at around 7 p.m. Eastern Standard or 1900, as it were. And uh, got a lot of grief for that.
0: Yeah. Well, see that? Yeah. What are you going to do? It's just more efficient.
1: It's super efficient. Um, so that said, you to get to that, you go to LibertyStreetGeek.net. Yeah, the bully's working. I'm starting to become a little disconnected here. <laughs> net slash live, I think is what it is. That's where you go. Um, and, it, and it's going to take you to this website. Why am I still talking? It's going to take you to this website called Mixler. <laughs> you're going to make a free account and you're going to come into the chat and we're going to get you with a honeypot because we got a bunch of beautiful ladies that hang out in this chat and they and they laugh at our jokes and they make us feel good about ourselves. And uh, there, are, there are lure for you if you've been thinking, should I go to the live show? You got to come into the live show. You just can't Classic. be super, you can't be a creep though, any more than we are, so to speak. But, um, but that's that. Especially. Don't, you can't
0: compete with us. Yeah, we, we, we need to we,
1: maintain top level to creep status. As that's right. If there was a totem pole, we're sitting atop
0: like a proud eagle. <laughs> You know, there was there was a variety of scavengers. We are the largest and most powerful of the scavengers.
1: As jackals go, we're ripped. Yeah, that's it. That's it.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, we got. Oh I think we got we got five. We're looking to get to.
1: Andrea only comes for Josh and Dean. That's good. It's good to know. What were we saying, Josh?
0: Five. Um, five <laughs> topics from five aye, different, aye. lovely top top shelf. Listeners. Yes,
1: and they're going to be awesome, babe. I'm ready for it. They are.
0: How do you want to do this? You want to read one, and then I'll answer it first, and then I'll read the next one. You answer 1st do a little back and forth. I don't know. That sounds – you lost me.
1: You lost me halfway through that.
0: (laughs) How about this? You read the first question.
1: How about you do that part now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. P.S. listeners slash spoiler alert. We're both drinking uh, Bully Boy bourbon. I don't know if it's technically bourbon. It's American whiskey.
1: It's not it 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 can't be bourbon from Boston. It can only be bourbon from Kentucky. If you get wild, this is my second one, Carolyn. Be nice. (laughs) (laughs) I drink pretty fast. That's my move. Ask Josh. I go. I go. I go in hard, and then I level off. I'm like a sprinter. Yeah, I sprint up to the top of the hill, and then I just kind of roll down. That's that's my move.
0: You know what you are? You're 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 a jet assisted glider. You, yes, you yes. take off, massive thrust power, get to a high coast. altitude, high speed. Engines cut out, and then you just loiter on your and way just down, co- just coasting, coasting, catching thermals. Hell yeah,
1: love like, it! What's up, baby? <laughs> so, what yep. were we saying before that? Bourbon is has to be from Kentucky.
0: All right, go yep. ahead. Technically, all right. So, um, the first two questions are actually not from winners of March Madness. Mm-hmm. Caveat, because. Maja had some had some prizes coming. White Death herself, a little side bet, and she graciously passed them off to a couple other lovely ladies, Miss Kata and Carolyn, who's in the chat right now.
1: Carolyn so, is in the chat, yes.
0: Lucchini. From Danielle. Miss Kata. Oh, you're asking there, the
1: first one I haven't written
0: extensively about. You I'm 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 a piece of shit. In order that you fucking selected them. Let's start with Miranda. Is Miranda here? The, the third one? No. She posted in... Fucking uh, that she Miranda. Oh, she's driving. driving. Yeah. We got Mike... Bo-
1: oh, yeah. I wrote a lot for Mike... Mike... Uh, Mike Bose. You wrote stuff? I had to for Mike Bose. Oh, I had an fuck. idea and I had to go. Oh, boy. I just had an oh, idea. Boy. I had to go. I was Suddenly, so... Um, I, I, I w- feel I'm,
0: very I'm, Matthew Anderson I'm just right so now.
1: creative that I was so inspired to write, Josh. I was struck <laughs> by the muse. Aren't I interesting? Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Can shoot me in the face next time. you Well, then
0: me. you fucking pick one and start. <laughs> <laughs> you just told me to.
1: <laughs> Listen, I've got nothing written for any of them. <laughs> so,
0: pew pew pew. Fuck!
1: I I fucked this up. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's do let's do Carolyn's. Come on, <laughs> okay, let's lead with Carolyn's.
0: We're leading with Carolyn's. Yeah, 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 yeah. W- right. Was that supposed to be okay. the bonus one that I already fuck up? No, that wasn't the bonus. I was just hoping we'd we'd lull the audience to sleep that we're going to talk about real X Files <laughs> topics before we got <laughs> to that one. Okay,
1: <laughs> where, does, about- where does where take Scully on a date? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well we're there. What, where? Okay, so Carolyn Carolyn asks, where does Pendril take Scully on a date? So that obviously made the cut. Because that's hilarious. She she said, had he been man enough to ask? Yes. Had he been man enough to ask? That's a tough question. I'm going to tell you, Pendrel becomes so irrelevant in Scully's life that if you look through Scully's um, X-Files wiki, he's not even mentioned one time. And it mentions like everyone she's ever fucked, you know, in her past. <laughs> like, Pendulum isn't even, hint- it's an afterthought, man. They doesn't
0: exist. <clears throat> I was, I was about to say something about his X-Files wiki um, and where she comes up in it, but it's a spoiler. So I'm not going to say it. Oh shit. Um, I I got an answer. I didn't write anything down what I thought about this. You thought of a little tractor. Oh yeah. 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 Can we let, can we blank?
1: Let's Wow. Let's brainstorm. Let's make a scenario. Let's do it. Let's let's kick some ideas. Let's do this as
0: a team. <laughs> Wait! Don't don't fucking piggyback because you're not prepared to answer this question. <laughs> this is not a group Busted! project. <laughs> you're like, oh, I got so much shit written down. Go ahead. Listen, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Here's where he takes her. Yeah, homemade dinner. Oh God. He the man is a cook. The man is a chef. He probably like took a cooking class, and he's unthreatening <clears> enough <throat> that on a first date he could, you know, bring it up. And otherwise, he'd probably be too tentative and to ask where she would want to go, you know. And, <laughs> and if she she left it in his court, he'd say, "Well, how about I, I make like a, you know, a, can I a delicious can I, primavera? Can you tag me in? <laughs> okay, <laughs> here. I got more. I got more,
1: but fine. <laughs> I know you do. I'm just gonna say quick." He asks her to the house because it's the only environment he can control, right? Like he's scared of everything kind of. <laughs> I think he's
0: scared of the outside. Yes. He's yeah. a little scared. Yeah. Uh, and, this is working for Andrew, by the way. She says, aw. And he's introverted. So he he invites her over. He overdoes it a bit. I mean, he's got everything ready. He's got a nice bottle of wine. He's got candles. Not like creepy, low light candles, but just candles. And Not like you can't see the edges of the room, candles. (laughs) (laughs) No dark shadows in the corners. Ah. And all right, so then like he's got he's got everything ready, but like play playfully to be nice, he's like he's like, oh, do you mind helping me out in the kitchen a little bit? You know, Mm -hmm. get her involved. And then he he's wearing an apron, full full apron Uh that his mom got him. Then he hands her he hands her an apron, right, Mm -hmm. to put on to to help him prep something really just kind of trying to be charming <laughs> in his own little way. And he, he smiles and he starts like s- kind of giggling as soon as he hands it to her because it's, it's got a phrase written on it and it says, can you smell what the doc is cooking? Oh God. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> she's, did you, did you read it? <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And she
0: and is she, basically, and she's, like,
1: she's basically the Sahara at this point.
0: <laughs> I couldn't, yeah. couldn't be more Sahara. She is she is so not turned on at all. Yeah. But here's what happens, Dean, okay? He makes dinner. He makes kind of just nice, polite conversation. He genuinely interests in her. She talks. The food is fucking delicious. After dinner, he opens a bottle of wine, or they had a bottle of wine open. They sit on the couch. He sits at the opposite end like a weirdo, puts on mm-hmm. some rom-com that mm-hmm. he thinks that Scully would like. Ugh. They watch it. He asks more about her family. They talk late. Finally, she goes to leave. He of course doesn't fucking make a move. Gives a hug, maybe mm. a little peck on the cheek. Crotch out. Doesn't even get close to the body, and she leaves. He doesn't. He doesn't, like, he
1: doesn't press. He doesn't give a nice hug, pressing her her breasts into his chest. You're saying that doesn't no, happen. No.
0: Nope. And doesn't even doesn't even get crotch to crotch. He, re- even, he, he remembers no what hip.
1: mom said, which is leave some space for the Holy Ghost between you
0: that's right, right? That's when you right. remember middle school dancing <laughs> that's right and and Scully goes home and at first like she sits in her car long pause she starts up the car because she's like ugh like that wasn't but but it was kind of nice in a way <laughs> and then here's what happens three days later she comes this was on, like uh, two days later Saturday Monday she comes to work she comes in the fucking office. Mulder's like, back your bag, Scully. We're going to, going to Greenland. Yep. Fucking throws her, throws her a ticket. She looks over on his desk. There's like an open phone bill for $400 and 1-900 number charges. They get to the airport. He answers the phone and he's like, Scully, I got to go. I'll meet you there. She fucking leaves. So then a wow. day later, this two days later, fantasy. she's in a motel room and she she picks up the phone and she calls her mom and she starts crying. And oh she asked her mom God. if her and her dad, if they had passion from the beginning. Oh, my God. And when, Ma, and when she said, <laughs> <laughs> around what year of the marriage did it die? And, and, and did, you, did you need it? Is passion really the most important thing? At
1: what point did you start imagining scenarios with random joggers in your hometown? <laughs> what, what, what stage of relationship was that in? so there we go that's how about my the, answer how about the barista mm? <laughs> what do you think what if, do you think about Pendrel you, you got anything better than that I no I mean that's that, <laughs> are you kidding of course I don't I do you think, disagree I don't know I mean hey, if that's what he then maybe when she gets to that hotel room she goes to turn on the. she goes to call her mom and then the light goes on in the corner of a room and, and it's fucking Krychek sitting in the corner. He's like, I followed you here, right? <laughs> and she's like, you did, didn't you? And her cheeks get a little rosy, much to her chagrin. She doesn't like this feeling, but she's feeling it anyway. You get you my drift? Mm, he yeah. stands up and he's like, yeah, I followed you. I don't know why, but I did. Just make it work for the scenario to happen. And she thinks, I could be back in that room with those weird old lady smells in Pendrel's house, about to eat. I don't know, mom, grandma's spaghetti and hang out with this unfuckable for an hour or I can hang out with this really dangerous, super sexy guy that just was in my room waiting for me and turned a light on in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, no, I think uh, I was going to say he's the kind of, you know, it reminds me of, uh, Pendril's the kind of guy who would take it. He's like, I've got you tickets to Deflator Mouse. You know, he's like one of those. He's one of those fucking guys. Like, we're going to the oh. opera, and she's like, are we? Or, or he'd really blunder it. He'd be like, all right, close your eyes. And then, like, you know, they get on a plane for 21 hours, and they land in Hawaii. And he's like, I, I brought you to the USS Arizona because I know your dad was in the Navy. And she starts bawling, <laughs> and he's like, oops. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's like, whoops. I think I made a mistake. I think I overshot this one. I think, I think, she, I think she cries talking to him, though, on the couch after dinner about her dad.
1: Yeah, well, I, you know we don't precipitate. He, he meets her for breakfast. She doesn't stay the night. Don't <laughs> don't get it twisted.
0: No, no, no. And no. And
1: he says, "I got you a Starbucks." Starbucks.
0: Ooh,
1: right. He's like, "I got yeah. you a Starbucks." Starbucks, and she just starts crying, and mm. and he's like, you know, and it's that you know, though you've been in those situations where they're crying, and then like cheeks are brushing close. You know, like this is going to a kiss, isn't it? And then her phone rings, and it's Mulder telling her she's got to get on a plane. And she leaves, and he jerks off and cries, uh, and he goes on <laughs> standard <laughs> procedure. He goes on doing what he always does. You know that's just the yeah. it's going to be.
0: That's yeah. pendri- that's Pendril. Maja says he'd take her to an aquarium or something. Is that not an awesome fucking date? The Boston Aquarium is like one of my favorite places on Earth. He might take her to an aquarium. He, you know, he he would probably try to tap into.
1: This question's really going on a journey. Yeah, it's good. you get good mileage, Carolyn. He might try to take her like to some... He's like, he's like here, I, I brought you some dinner. I'm doing an autopsy. Yeah, I thought we could just hang out here with the potty. He's like, fucking close. Spend a little bit of
0: time at work. <laughs> yeah. I'll just put your sandwich over here. And he sits
1: on the side. He would not take a yeah. Pink Floyd laser show. That's too much for him.
0: No, he's scared of that. He's
1: scared of Pink Floyd laser show. He can't do that. Comfortably, num <laughs> comes on. He runs out of the room saying, I zip out <laughs> drugs. No, he runs.
0: Hey, full disclosure, probably put the most thought into this answer <laughs> of all the questions we got. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. she'd be... I, I
1: think I think Skull would be into an aquarium. Yeah, Especially a nice one, like Boston Aquarium.
0: Yeah. Mystic Aquarium. Any of those aquariums around here. Carolyn is still giving me shit for saying Big Bird. It's not like... Not not big bird. From Sesame Street. bird is a good thing. Bird is a good thing. She's a tall bird. She's a tall fit bird. A right fit bird. Right
1: fit bird. She's a right fit bird.
0: <clears throat> All right. Now, what's the next question? Are you? Do you? Can I? Can I pick one, or do you? Yeah. Do you need a no. specific one? No, that's okay. good. Good. Danielle Kutta, the motherfucker. There, <laughs> you just fucking. All right. There have been tons of different takes on alien abduction scenes in movies and TV shows. If you had the opportunity to pick. Uh the way way in which your close encounter takes place, which would you choose? So basically, we're not just making something up wildly, but from existing media. Oh, that's easy. From existing oh. me- media? Yeah, that's easy. I, I I have an answer, but it might not count, but go ahead first. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Fuck Yes, you son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Quick on the draw, motherfucker. God damn, dude. Hell yeah. Always know you where your towel is <laughs> <laughs> The old dog still got a quick draw, don't he?
0: <laughs> number one, it was a it was a clear number one pick in the draft. Clear, no- that year. Clear,
1: clear number one. It's the perfect scenario because humanity's wiped out. No biggie. And then you go on. Oh, this dude, r- this
0: is one of the best parts.
1: And then you go on the and then you and then you go you go hang out with Zaphod Beeblebrox and Trillian and fucking Marvin the Paranoid Android. I'm in everything.
0: Everything about it is fucking great. You find out first of all, you find out one of your one of your best friends is an alien. That's cool. So That's it's already so rad. somebody. So pick somebody in your life who's awesome but kind of quirky. Now that person takes you off the earth. You get yep. to say goodbye to the earth. Yes. See ya. Bye. And then you go on insane, crazy, awesome adventures. Hell yeah! And everything is is British and witty.
1: It, yeah, exactly. That's the other part of this. Everything is British and witty, and you know you're going to be fine in the end, and it's just a good time. Like yeah. that sounds like a fun adventure to me. To exist in the in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy universe. Oh, so good. Hell yeah. Great great minds, man.
0: Cuz anything else is fucking horrible. Yeah. The like, only other one I thought who of picks this is anything else. Uh this kind of a stretch too, Hit but me. like in a mer- more serious way contact. Okay. You know, it's not an as abduction, long as you don't but have she have to says
1: sit, as long as you have to sit through the movie. Cool. <laughs> I like that movie. I know, I know. I was, I was mean to
0: it last time I talked. <laughs> you are it. so mean. I don't know why. <laughs> it must have had a bad week or something. Yeah, you I came thing it must with have. Avengers. <laughs> it, it must have been. A, I feel
1: so bad about some of those. I'm like, ah, I was in a mood that day. Huh? Oh, I
0: don't boy. know what it did to you. I wait don't you, know. Wait what to it hear did to Dawn you. of the
1: Dead. <laughs> I did not. I was not kind to that movie. Anyway, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Hitchhikers yeah, but yeah, always know where your towels at, dude. To have, to, to, yeah, man. And you get to have the, you get to hang out with Marvin. That, Mm. just hanging out with Marvin alone is amazing. Love it. Don't bother. I'm feeling very depressed. (laughs) It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Mm
0: All right. Who's next? You pick one this time. All right.
1: Let's do. uh, Okay. Miranda. Is the concept of the monster freaky, or is the actor that enhances it through portrayal? I think is the gist of the question, right?
0: Yeah, there's yeah, there's kind of a. It was you more. You want to give of, more context? A, a little bit, just because it kind of brings up monster stuff. She ends with that question, yeah. but. She kind of just talks about... Uh, I can, um, I'll can. read the whole thing. She,
1: she, had, she okay. took the time to write it. As for the podcast, I think it's this wonderful idea. I have been brain dead with exams, so I think I can come up with a few ideas. I've always been super interested in specific monsters the week and what makes them scarier than others. I first watched X-Files when I was 12, and a few specific creatures have always stood out as particularly freaky. The parasite from ice, honestly anything that makes you lose control of your mind, and the humanoid monster like old Donnie Fasher and Rob Roberts from season seven's Hungry. I guess maybe start a discussion on the merit of various monsters and why it's so engaging and scary. Are there any times when you found yourself rooting for the creature to get away rather than capture to kill? That's a good question, actually. Is it the concept lore of these monsters themselves or are they better enhanced by the actors portraying them? That's good shit
0: yeah there's kind of a few different things in there, but in general, mm-hmm. I guess the last question is the most there's sort of two specific questions in general on top of just talking about monsters here's what I would say I think
1: a great question, Miranda, and um, good luck with all your exams and shit I think that um in driving <clears throat> and I hope you got the stickers before you fucking left there because that's where we sent them <laughs> if, if you don't get them, just let us know all right, um, I think that there are some monsters. I wouldn't even consider outside of the actor playing them, right? Like if you take, if you take paper hearts in beyond the sea, which is, um, which is, uh, Brad Dorff and Tom Noonan or Luther Lee Boggs and John Lee Roche, right? If you yep. take, if you take both of those episodes, those guys are compelling and scary because of the actors playing them, not because they're particularly interesting in villain villains. Does that make sense? Smart. Yes. So, so that's a case now. You can counterpoint that with Flukeman. Flukeman's completely undeveloped in the portrayal. I guess a better way to say it is the actor in the Fluke Man, who I think is, isn't it like fucking- It's Darren his, Morgan. It's Darren Morgan, yeah. yeah. The actor in the Flukeman, it doesn't really matter. He just, on the merit of the way he appears and the way he conducts himself and the squelching noises he makes, makes him scary and very unsettling. Um so, yeah, I think that's kind of how I feel about it. And then, of course, Donnie Faster, Nick Chinlin, Victor Eugene Tomes, Doug Hutchinson. These guys all make, and they're not, they're monsters insofar as, you know, we're, we, I know you are, especially Josh, so we're talking about the human monster. But, you know, sometimes sweet monsters are cool too. Like it's cool to have a monster monster like the Fluke Man. But I yeah. think the Fluke Man does not require Brad if It does not require, you know, Nick Chinlin or Tom Noonan. I think you can throw a guy in there, or Doug, Doug Hutchinson I think was the other guy I think you can you know throw a writer in there and it's fine and he's on the merit of the writing he does a good job right yeah yeah. I, I think, think that's how I feel about it
0: all right I think uh I mean I agree I agree you can go both ways I think what, what I thought of as you were talking was maybe it's the more quote-unquote human the monster is the more important the portrayal is that's as, a
1: very good connection yes sir from Absolutely. the actor
0: yep that's a good point and, and the less human <clears throat> kind of the more important that it has a cool concept a cool look to it something o- outside of something remarkably physical right
1: like if it the yeah. way if it moves a weird way you'd want a guy who who's like maybe a dancer or a choreographer to move a certain way that's but, true yeah, that's you, yeah you, but that's a different i mean not to discount that as acting it is definitely physical acting is a thing but but yeah, you're right. The closer you get to human, the more you want to sort of hand a teleplayer, a script to Brad Dorf and say, you know, do your thing, man. Like, I know you, yep. you're a fucking pro. You've been, you were fucking Lord of the Rings, for Christ's sake. Like, I <laughs> think you can, I think you can handle this, you know?
0: Yeah. And I, 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 don't know. I guess maybe that's kind of a cop out. Maybe that's kind of an obvious mm-hmm. answer in, in a way, but, um, well, yeah, let's go I mean, through, let's at, go through some of the, like, non, like, what about things that aren't bipedal?
1: Like, what about ice? Okay. Yes. Now you're talking he, Conceptual. Versus that's, acting. Or, or the black oil. Or the black fucking oil. Absolutely. Or or throat dick from Firewalker. Dude. Yes. You don't want to get throat dicked. You want you do not want to get throat dicked. Unless you do.
0: Unless you do. But um, And that's all about mm-hmm. I mean, it's a cool concept, but I think you need two things. Here all right. Now I'm now I'm going with something else. Let's if go. it's a human like monster, you need really good performance. Yes. If it's m- less human, it's more conceptual. Not only does it need a cool concept, but it needs something cool that's a visual element. Ah,
1: and you know what? I say we tie it right back to performance. On, We'll call it a subheading. Here's a subheading. So we'll indent a couple and put a bullet. How about this? In the case of ice, somebody gets infected. They now have to act. They're a human. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. That's multiverse shit right there, bro. (sighs) but it's not primarily the point that's not the point but that does it that gets that gets difficult if you have an existing actor in an existing and developed character that has to act differently now you're asking a lot of the actor although it's probably fun for them to mix it up but you know it, it, it is but you're right about a visual thing i think goes a long fucking way because they can't all be they can't all be relying on the human or the story behind them. We have to see something kind of neat.
0: Right. <clears throat> like, if Firewalker isn't a great episode anyway. Right. But if the only thing was, was this, this spore and it gets into you and you die and then, like, you cough and spores come out, like, it would be wholly unremarkable. Right. But the throat dicking.
1: What's the episode the where they're at all least fucking memorable? Web- What's the one where they're all webbed and fungus in the cars? Darkness Falls. Is that what you're talking about?
0: No, well, no. That, but, but also
1: that. Yeah, that, like that kind of... See, that's the shit right there. Um, maybe maybe, maybe interesting visually can just be aftermath. Like we see crime scene and we go, what the fuck is this?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that can be... That can make it freaky. Absolutely. Part of it comes down to you as a person, like if, if some of it, if Miranda was asking at all about like, what is it that makes it scary? Not just good. Sure. I think that that's a personality thing because some people like, some people are not scared by like monsters because they just, they don't, they don't let themselves kind of go there. Right. Exactly. Their minds just don't disconnect. So it's just whatever. Yeah. Versus some people that fucking shit is scary. They walk up, watch a horror movie and you know, like a, a, paranormal horror movie and Mm -hmm. their minds are like racing. Sure. Um, You know, versus some people, and those are the people that would need a really human kind of monster to truly scare them. Something believable, a Donnie faster Mm -hmm. or a Luther Lee Boggs. That's why, you know, that's why I like something like exorcism of Emily Rose. Like uh, this
1: is a little tangential, but but to your point about allowing yourself to be pulled in, one of the things, and, and I've said this before on podcast, but one of the things I love about a, a movie like Exorcism of Emily Rose is there's there's weird physical shit going on. And then it also if if you if you allow yourself to believe for a minute in what you're watching and you disconnect and you fall into it and you consider something demonic, then the world becomes much bigger and scarier in that moment, doesn't it? Yeah. And that lets your mind race. You go, wait a minute. So the the Bible might have a lot of horseshit in it, but this shit's fucking real, man. Like there's things out there, like the idea of of a malevolent force that just wants to inflict pain for pain's sake, that's a terrifying prospect. Not like a damaged, fucked up individual human being. Like this is greater than that. Now human is scarier because it could have the face of your uncle or the face of your next door neighbor or the face of a teacher or somebody you confide in. And that's fucking terrifying, right? But the idea of like a malevolent force that can possess you and like it's something actively working against God, which definitely we know exists now. If like if you allow yourself to fall into the movie, I love shit like that because it opens up the world. It's it you go, Whoa, what the fuck, man? There's so much we don't understand. So that's why I like shit like that too.
0: Would you put fallen in that category? Are you talking about
1: you talking about Denzel?
0: Um Frail, frailty i'm sorry frailty. oh yeah. frailty yes yeah but maybe fallen too i can't remember that's the much, one that's like he, the he, demon skipping he's, from body to yeah, body
1: yeah yeah that's pretty cool <clears throat> yeah but um, um frailty yes dude yes yeah and frailty leaves you doubt because you don't know if he's an insane person yep
0: yeah. well he's he's probably definitely an insane person but is he purely insane or is he is, actually, he, is he
1: afflicted you know right. is is it one of those things where, where God's like, I'm sorry, but you have to do this and and you will get salvation at the end. You know, like it's pretty wild to think about.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Um, how about the other part of Marina's question? Are, are there any times you found yourself rooting for the creature to get away rather than captured or killed? That's a great question. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's, there's a lot of obvious ones and this isn't sh- what she's asking because obviously there are a lot of quote unquote monsters of the week where the monster is really the obvious sympathetic person, right? The, um, you know, uh, postmodern Prometheus, one of BP's favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Um uh Ware Monster with the the uh, Kiwi that, guy there. I, I have that in my in one of my answers up here. Oh, okay. Yep. Um there there there's a couple like maybe borderline border um, B- um N- nessie, not mm-hmm. Nessie, that's the real name. What is um Big Blue? Big, Big blue. blue, right in yep. Quagmire? Yep, I always root for any kind of like animal kind of yeah, thing like that. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't want Big Blue to get found. Of course not. Here's one that might be because I think what she's asking is like w- when the writers don't want you to root for the thing. Aha! So e- e- or or hmm. I, I'm I'm putting words in her mouth, assumptions, but I think that maybe that's the core of the question is Have you ever rooted for something that kind of the episode isn't pushing you to root towards? And uh, if uh, the one that comes to mind?
1: Oh, go ahead. No, I just want to say, can I can I actually put can I can I maybe dress that up a little, that concept? Maybe yeah. what she's saying is that you find yourself rooting for something that maybe you shouldn't. So maybe maybe the writers are presenting you with a challenge, like you're gonna be enraptured enough by this villain enough to kind of root for him, and that's gonna cause you sort of like a moral conflict in your head, even though it's entertainment. Do you know? Like yeah. you know what's a good example of that? Silence of the lambs, right? Sure. You, you, yep. we, want, we want Hannibal Lecter to get away. We don't want him to get arrested at the end, even though we know he's an abhorrent person. And, that's, yes. and there's a lot of theories around that. And, and I think a, a strong one is because we are attracted to greatness. Like we mm-hmm. can't help ourselves when we witness greatness. And I think, and that can come in many forms. Like we, we get enamored by greatness. We get swept up in amazing sport moments or whatever it is. And I think we can get swept up in, in extreme competence and confidence, especially if we feel like that person is looking out for us. And that was, you know, that was, um, that was Clarice's thing. She knew he was looking out and we we're like, God, we don't, we don't want him to kind of get caught. Like it, it puts you in a weird spot. Cause like he fucking eats people, you know, this is fucked yeah. up. Why am I, it, I like
0: that conflict. So maybe, maybe, maybe that could be part hmm. of something we think about. All right. Um, a good one, Glendy in the chat brought up um the forest creature from Detour. That's mm, from Lee. Help me. I don't know if that season five or We haven't gotten to it yet. Okay. It's down, I think it's down in Florida.
1: It's this Amari crazy red eyed,
0: red eyed forest monster thing like blends in with the trees. Well, sounds badass. It, it's it's pretty cool. Um cool. Uh, can I say uh Mrs. Peacock? Dude, paddock? Yeah. Like, I don't want anything bad to happen to Mulder and Scully. And in fact, she is in a weird way the one that saved them. But also like Wait, Peacock's is, is at home? P- no, uh, oh, I'm yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Peacock is home. Paddock. I'm not talking about Peacock. You're talking about paddock. paddock. Yeah. Thank you're talking you. about Paddock D- from Dehand.
1: Dehandlitz.
0: And because isn't it kind of fucking nice to watch like these these fucking people, these Satanists? Who thought they could like you know? I love it. Have this little thing in this little small town and hide it and benefit from their little backroom thing and 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 then fucking yes. Then the man or the woman in this case <laughs> in steps this case, in and he lays shall down appear the as many law.
1: forms. <laughs> see 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 that's see Dian Diverlitz is one of my favorite episodes of all time for so many reasons and I think one of the greatest reasons is because I love the idea of flipping the script. On this cult forming around her that just gets punished because they fuck up, because it's not the obvious target. Like yeah. I like I like the cultists going down for fucking up instead of the cultists being in lockstep with the vision. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's cool for the cultists to get it from the thing they or or it's this 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 has a lot of fantasy novel implications. There are many fantasy novels that do this where you know this sort of uh, dark mage is involved with these you know, thaumaturgical rituals and then suddenly they unleash this thing and it kills them on the spot. And you're like, Yeah, dummy, what would you think mm-hmm. was gonna happen? And now it's up to the good guys to get rid of it. But the bad guy, you know, the the people who brought into the world are already fucked up. They're already suffering or Yeah, I like that. I, paddock is dope. Yeah, we don't want Paddock to get caught because paddock gets caught, it almost in a in a writing sense, it destroys the episode too. You can't really catch the devil. Yeah. Right.
0: I'm trying to think more along the lines of, of how you posed it and, and trying to think of a, a character, a quote unquote monster that would kind of fit the bill in that um silence of the lambs kind of way in and, and, um, yeah, and some of them are the,
1: tough because you can't you can't root for fucking Noonan because he's a fucking child right. killer. That's I mean the
0: the one that almost comes closest, but it doesn't qualify because I mean you, and the other thing too is yeah, that a, you don't see you don't see Hopkins okay. do the horrible shit that okay. he's done. Yeah, that's right. True. Like in, in the past, I mean, you do. I guess you do later on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so maybe I'm wrong there, but I almost think um, what's his name from Pusher? Like in terms of like mm-hmm. the greatness, the 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 scheming the the power of it but he just he doesn't have the charisma that Anthony Hopkins has he's a very good actor right he's going for that
1: yeah and it's almost like he doesn't have to you know what I like about the what's his name in the Pusher
0: fuck you I don't remember all right it doesn't matter
1: but that guy that so so Pusher is the type of guy who if he was too charismatic it would almost be it gets a little too like vampiric cute, right? Like, I don't want you to have mental powers and be super charismatic. That's too like, Mm -hmm. you're you're too much like a mage or like a vampire or something. I'd rather it be, you're almost, you almost have a sleazy feel and then you find yourself compelled to listen to him despite that feeling he gives you. Like, he has power in spite of his charisma. Like, that's, it's almost like, do you remember that guy in the fucking, in the gender bender rap? Is that the one? The fucking Amish types?
0: Uh, yeah. And Scully's like defender.
1: about to fuck the guy, and you're like, this guy. Yeah. And it, like, in spite of her survival instinct, she's compelled to like mate with him essentially because of his pheromone, vamp- his fucking shit. alien pheromone shit, you know?
0: Model. It's Bob Model. Bob Model.
1: Fuck yeah, sure. Nice job, Andrea. Um,. Sanguinarium. There you go. Yeah, Richard Beamer got away.
0: Yeah, and they, uh, they were talking in the chat about how an ambiguous ending can also make it scarier, kind of a diff- different part of the question, For when sure. they get away, because it's not resolved that it, it is still out there.
1: Mm. And they well, let's, let's, let's move down on. here.
0: <laughs> something yeah, pops to mind, we could uh, come back to it. Well, let me but, say this, um, Miranda.
1: You- my, you have similar fears to me, like somebody mind controlling you, that's frightening, especially if you retain your consciousness. Oh, you know, if yeah. it's, if if it's you, not the thing where you go out unconscious and wake up in a pile of blood, imagine having to be the, in the passenger seat of your own mind as you like killed your mom or something. Like oh. that's horrifying, dude. That's, that's a horrifying thing.
0: Yeah. You know, I can't think of a movie that, that, that happens that, that portrays it visually, like that's so hard to visually portray well. Like you kind of need the POV, but then it's just the killer's POV. How do you portray it to where? Uh, oh, it's interesting. Where they don't want to do it. Well, you know, um,
1: Halloween was one of the first modern horror pictures to do killer POV. And people in the movie, they're like, mm. this is fucking sick. Oh, yeah. Like they were they weren't kind, ready for that. They are you kind of enjoying it because Exactly. It? And, I, and that's what John Carpenter was kind of saying. He wanted people to, to feel like him stalking some poor fucking girl in her house. It's like, it's fucked up, right? He wanted you to get that icky feeling. Yeah, that that the icky, excitement. Ah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Good shit.
0: All right. Um, should we go to one from Mr. Bo? Uh, affirmative. Michael Bo. Uh, um, who sent in some fucking great ones. And- I, I
1: just found a note I had from Miranda's, but we can come back to it. Just don't let me forget.
0: Oh, no, go ahead now before we move on.
1: Yeah. Um. Because she said, interesting, right? Wasn't it her that Oh, no, that was, that was, was that Michael who asked interesting? Let me check my notes. I'm sorry, dude. I fucking, I just wrote the answers all out. Bo says, where's my thing? I got it right here. No, wrong direction. What is your favorite X-Files other than Mulder
0: and Scully? No. Character, that's Amy.
1: Yep. Do you have a personal favorite concept or ability from the show if you're given a chance? Okay. That's... Yeah, okay, yeah. So, no, this is his question. I combined them two. It's similar to hers regarding monsters, but... I will uh, I will talk about interesting concepts I guess and then of course if I had a chance to write okay. a show I have a lot of I got a lot of yeah. fun whatever that
0: um, so mr. Bo also sent of a, a, a number of really good ones he and did. we only we only grabbed one from everybody um, but we are gonna shelve those so when we have an episode we'll, we'll throw one at the end um, so the one we we picked and it is kind of a a two-parter, two parter mm-hmm. two question. Um, do you have a personal favorite idea, concept, creature, or ability from the show if you're and if you were given the chance to write an X Files episode from whatever era of the show you like, what would you do? Could be a multi parter or an arc if you prefer. You kinda of look at those as a connected question, but also kinda of sure. look at them as separate questions. Uh you wanna you wanna start off on that one? So
1: I, I wrote a bunch of shit. I'll have to plod through it for like the, if I could do an episode. But as far as interesting monsters go, um, I kind of deliberately left this one out of Miranda's question. That's what was confusing me because I didn't want to double up. But um, Guy Man <laughs> in Mulder, Mulder and Scully meet the, the wear monster. Rice Darby. First of all, I love this guy. He's hilarious. Um And... I don't really recall ever seeing or reading, even in Twilight Zone, in any place where there's all these great original ideas. But honestly, I don't really remember ever, Josh, a situation where the point is, is that <laughs> it's not the monster biting the man. It's the man biting the monster. <laughs> it's so good. And that is so, listen, it's not just, it's not just like funny. It's really clever. Yeah, it's clever because then we get to see this thing portraying what it thinks humans are, and that is so <laughs> fucking cool, man. Like, <laughs> it's a great social commentary. <laughs> it's such a great social commentary. It's such a great concept, and it's super fucking original. And I really like it, and I really think Rice Darby's great. It's a top episode. It's crazy to say. That's why whenever there's like there's gonna be no X Files, I'm like fine because if I can get another Where Monster app, I'll take it. Yep. Even if it's like eight shit in one good, I'll take the good one. And, and Dude, you know,
0: yeah, I, I never have to watch my struggles again, but I will, <laughs> I will watch where monster many times I can think
1: in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's an interesting monster for sure. <clears throat> so um, do you want to yeah. do something? You want to jump in here? Well,
0: so I kind of, so we, you know, do you have a favorite personal idea, concept, creature or ability from the show? You talked about a creature, one of my, I've talked about this before, but one of the things, one of my favorite character dynamics in the show is, and I know this has come up numerous episodes, but I just think it's, it's a, it's an interesting concept, but it's really executed well. A, a lot of it comes down to the actors, mm-hmm. but also I think writing plays a, a good chunk of it. Um, but it's, it's the element of how faith is handled in the show. Ooh. Um, I'm not uh, a religious person, personally. Um, I, there have been a couple times in my life— You're not
1: an atheist, though.
0: I'm not. I'm not. There's been a couple small windows in my life where, where I was a little bit more of a believer. Same. Um, but I also know, like, you know uh, unlike I think what a lot of—is portrayed— um and maybe that's kind of my reaction to is like I know people that are like religious that are like some of the fucking best human beings I know. Same. I same, also realize same. that religion can be fucking horrible and it's there's so much fucking awful shit out there with it. Mm-hmm. In that it's Across, why a show way,
1: all religions. All religions. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um it's why a show that's that's more science fiction that's more supernatural I I think it's really cool that it handles faith in a very nuanced way where you have, you have everything from these, there's kind of crazy cult stuff. There's Satanist stuff. Um, and then with the close characters, some of my favorite shit is that Scully is this rational scientific, uh, medical doctor who also has this faith that she can't, that that you can't explain in those terms and how Mulder, who is a, be- open minded believer of almost everything just has this like almost dogmatic hatred or or disbelief it, in it, it makes me want to punch him sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It makes me want to punch him. But it is a, an amazing it, it is an amazing dichotomy between the two characters, isn't it? Yeah. How, how does he reconcile how does he reconcile his belief in the supernatural while also holding intention this complete disregard for religion, right? it 's ludicrous yep. it's, it's such a weird thing now it would make more sense if you were like well i, I you know i don 't know i 'm going to make something up like oh i I'm, I like uh, you like something and you believe in something then it's then it part of me feels like what, what did I say before I was like if you if you believe in certain things, then you kind of have to believe in lots of different things in a sense
0: right that within oh. <laughs> re,
1: within reason within reason
0: uh, <laughs> thank you I think you said if you believe in uh, crystals you believe in werewolves <laughs> <laughs> is that
1: the quote Is the actual quote if you believe yeah. in crystals you believe in werewolves that's pretty wild yeah yeah is it too late to walk that back <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no i um but yeah I, I love that because it you you if you see a ghost if you listen to me if you go outside and you see a ghost prancing around with a lantern <laughs> in a fucking graveyard if you don't, then think about Jesus or whoever a little bit. I think you're doing yourself a disservice, right? A little bit, like you have to go. A oh, wait a minute, okay. Holy fuck! I just saw a fucking ghost and it said
0: "shh" and then
1: disappeared.
0: <laughs> Holy fucking shit, man! God damn, yeah. that's wild. And I think it's just it's like uh, part of it too is like religion is such an easy punching bag these days, which I get. <laughs> I mean, it's, fucking like it, yeah. turn on the news, but it's as crazy to like, yeah. You, yeah. The turn who turn the other cheek some,
1: yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Right. Like, some, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. that's Charlie Hebdo. Maybe not some, some, yeah. some sometimes <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yes, hey, I'm, I'm being I, I facetious think, by the way. I'm, I understand that they're extremists, blah, blah, blah. Everybody relax. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, a <laughs> good question in the chat. If you believe in werewolves, you have to believe in crystals.
0: Yes. You have to be open-minded. You have to
1: consider crystals, Eliza.
0: Right. If you believe in werewolves, if you believe that werewolves exist, Mm -hmm. you can't look at somebody who fucking carries around loose crystals in their pocket and be like, look at this fool. And (laughs) vice versa. (laughs) Exactly. Michael James Bow.
1: Crystals are the star of the super The werewolves. Yeah, I fell down the crystal stairs and landed on a werewolf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like (laughs) astrology, the- the only people I know that are into astrology are people that think organized religion is, like, laughable. That's, and I'm like, That's so what? funny to me. How can you fucking do that? I don't know. Like, you can laugh at organized religion if you want, and you can believe that, like, Mercury and retrograde means something if you want.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if you do one and say the other is outrageous, I think you're kind of full of shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, a little bit, for sure. A little uh, bit? I think so. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a very, very, yeah, because you, you're not, you have to, you have to understand because, because on the one hand you're just going, well, that's fucking bullshit. And then on the other hand, you're like, but this isn't yet you, yet you, you're picking and choosing what you can't substantiate. Right. Uh, it's you, just weird. You
0: can say like, you know, I don't, I don't personally believe there's a high power, but don't fucking like look down on people that. It might would believe be it, or think they're fools, and then you fucking read your astrology written by some fucking <laughs> bit writer, and actually take that as like a way you should affect your day. What you, you should. fucking absolute <laughs> goat herd.
1: At least be Nietzsche about it and just be like, God doesn't care anymore. <laughs> Get on with your fucking life. You know, yes. it, like those guys make more sense to me, where they're just saying, Listen, I, you know, we, you you're calling out to him. He's got other things to do, you know? I think, I think what makes all of it pretty wild is, I, 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 know, I'm, I know I've said this a thousand times, but I'm going to say it again, but, you know, the, the germ to the medieval mind is an utter conundrum, right? You, right. Just, you can't explain it. They can't, it's not something you can conceptualize. It's, the, it's, it's like asking an ant to conceptualize you in your existence. They don't. Sure. They have no concept. So I always think one of the things I think people do is we try to ascribe a lot of our own personality and a lot of our own, and and it's because we all have this kind of, you know, strange arrogance about us. And and we try to personify things to wrap our own heads around it because we have limited faculty in these fucking meat vehicles. And this limited faculty to understand things. So we try to wrap our heads around in terms that our meat vehicle can understand. And I just think we're ants, and, and it's mm. and it's such an elusive concept that it's so difficult and, and, and maybe you know maybe maybe through kindness or or sh- or luck or something somebody you know every once in a while a Mozart exists and they can write symphonies at six it's like what the fuck I can't explain that you know
0: yeah Maja put <laughs> put this very succinctly what what I was saying is what if you accept the possibility of anything but with preferences
1: that's yes she's saying it more succinctly than we are yes <laughs> the vehicle. That's <laughs> that's, well, what, that's e-
0: what we are Andrea we are me vehicles
1: That's yeah that's what I that's that's a better way to say Manja. yes preferences and I think that's more acceptable that's kind of like what I was saying like for Nietzsche he's like just move on he's all set with you you know or just your preference to be like yes I definitely believe in in yeah now so so here's a good example Bram Stoker's Dracula right what does he do he renounces Christ he believes in Christ for sure but he renounces Christ and he chooses a dark path. He chooses a path of evil, right?
0: Right. It's kind of how we talked about it's it a preference, in like, like, you can't like Manja. Be, Yeah,
1: you can't be a Satanist if you don't believe in God. Correct. You can't believe in Satan and not believe that fucking Jesus and God and Gabriel and everyone else is out there. You you. It doesn't yeah. work. <laughs>
0: so anyway, but like and, and again, uh, regardless of personal beliefs at all, I just really like the way it's handled in the show. I think it's just interesting and it's hell yeah. It's it sets up so many good dynamics. I mean. Beyond the Sea, gun to my head, might be my favorite episode, and so much of it hinges on on that, on how Scully. That's so good, dude. Reacts with that shit. So I ain't uh, ever coming back again. Never, <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Um, so- how about the other part of Mister Bo's question? The oh boy. if you were given the chance to write an next Miles episode from whatever era of the show you would like, what would you do? Could be a multi-parter or an arc, if you prefer.
1: Yeah, but it leads him to Winona Ryder. Fair enough, Eliza. That's true. So maybe the path of evil is right. Fucking 1995 Winona. God damn. I don't know. I don't know. I might uh, stab the cross too with my sword after the Turks kill my
0: wife. <laughs> Sign me right. up before the shoplifting kicks in.
1: <laughs> all right. So I wrote a bunch of shit. So can you guys just bear with me? Because it's hard to wrap my head around all this. This is all brainstorming. So I wrote, so Mulder and Scully somehow enter a multiverse situation. I know this is going to get a little weird where they become copies of themselves, but to make it more interesting, maybe we don't reveal that they are, that they are multiverse characters at first. This gives us a little bit of carte blanche to do all kinds of horrible shit to them up to and including killing both of them at the end of the arc or like, say it's a two parter. I'm thinking like, (laughs) think, think about this, like a statue as an anchor or something. I don't know why I'm thinking of a statue, but like, Uh, maybe it's a statue in one world, but in in the other world, it's something else or, or some, somehow over the course of the investigation, when they encounter the statue, it almost like it acts like a warp singularity. So like, imagine like mirror universe, Star Trek or something, right? More localized, smaller scale. Uh, Maybe the timeline splits or some weird shit. And the only way to fix it is like with a heroic sacrifice, but, but the viewer doesn't know it at first. Right? So let me try to make this a little more (laughs) terrestrial and understandable. So this gives us an opportunity to take Mulder and Scully to the depths of everything, right? You could you could also, if you wanted to, inverse Mulder and Scully because that was a question. Mulder could become the skeptic, Scully could become the fucking like wackadoo. I'll save that one, but yeah, I like it, right? So yep. and then um put he put everything on. It has a, a mirror universe quality, like Trek episodes. Maybe cigarette smoking Damn. man is nice, or or maybe you could flip the script. Maybe. Maybe, maybe they go into Skinner's office and it 's crycheck and Skinner's crychecks oh, like, shit. Think how much fucking fun that would be and then um, so maybe, maybe the monster's like some kind of vengeful spirit or somehow related to the statue i, I don 't know why I think well, i don 't know why statues in my head, and it 's hunting down and killing these characters. Imagine that imagine like if at the end of the second episode, like Cigarette Smoking Man gets killed for some reason it 's just going through him Skinner gets killed, crycheck gets killed. And at the end, it takes both of them to sort of like to, to sort of fix the timeline. I'm thinking like yesterday's Enterprise, kind of, right? Cool. Man. Which is like this moment where they go into this time warp, and they're, and they're like, we have to sacrifice ourselves fighting to make an impression to fix the timeline. Like, I'm thinking along those lines. But yep. you could do it smaller scale and a little more cloak and daggery, and you could give it a very mirror universe, creepy kind of feel. The city's a little more skeezy. It's a little more... World of darknessy, you know what I'm saying? Um, dark City. Yeah, dude, yes. Like a Dark mm-hmm. City bend to it. And uh, so it's very of what if, but um, but yeah, I think that'd be fucking fun TV. And I could see it being a two-parter. Was that a little too weird? Or does that make no, sense? No, dude,
0: and man, like, it's fucked up, I think. <clears throat> some Sometimes the the mats that, the jump to conclusion mat we both land on, uh, I don't have the same <laughs> it, answer, but I definitely had, like, had tie-ins. So like a, all right, it, it, let's hear it. We can flesh it out. We'll flesh them out together. So, and, and part of, I mean, what Mike actually wrote was if given the chance to write an X files episode from whatever era of the show you'd like, what would you do? Right. could be a multi-part or an arc. I mean, we're getting into the specifics of the episode, but I would say for myself and I'm inferring maybe from you is maybe like mid to late where we're not trying to build mythology. We're not trying to like be really groundbreaking. We're, we're the show's really established, and we're kind of like looking for a chance to do something a little wacky, a little out there. Sure. Right. Hell so, yeah. the episode that came to mind was Triangle, right? That was my jumping off point. And Triangle nice. is the one where Mulder ends up on the Queen Anne back in 1939, kind of goes through this weird Bermuda Triangle thing. And then all the other characters are there playing other characters, right? Yes. And that's exactly what you just talked about in a different way. You're talking about it like actually in like a multiverse, like same, same, um, you know, present time kind of same thing happening. Right. I was thinking more of, I, I, I love history, right? So that's what I would drift towards is probably just a one shot, a one episode, but either, either literally injecting these characters into history like they do in, or, I say characters, almost more actors injecting these actors into, into a historical setting um, just to get to play with the history of it um, and have Scully and Mulder there, but they're not Scully and Mulder and Skinner and Krychek and whoever else cigarette smoking man um, like they do in triangle. But again, that's already been done exactly Um, or an opportunity to, this is stuff we've talked about recently, um, explore, explore or justify a historical a, a real historical event by adding a supernatural bent to it and and maybe maybe it's like a lone gunman talking about it so like you know very much like musings of a cigarette smoking man totally. but maybe it's about a specific event maybe it's about um the the red scare in the 50s okay. and and it's that turns out, according to Langley, the red scare was really about trying to root out, you know, uh, alien shapeshifters or, or whatever. Sure. And sure. And then, and then interjecting these, you know, a little bit of voiceover and then interjecting these scenes with our, our actors portraying these, you know, um, <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover and fucking uh, whatever else is going on. And that's uh, sick. Yeah, I, I, I like can it. see. I also David love, as Arthur uh, Arthur Miller on <laughs> the stand.
1: <laughs> I also love the uh, hidden among us shit. Like that's one of my favorite things. Is, is yeah. that there's there's it's funny. I, I think one of my one of the coolest like yeah travelers Twilight Zoneish exactly like Andrew's, Andrew, Andrew and then like just anything with like weird with time and stuff. It's fun, you know. Yeah. And what is it? Is it, is it, is it? Doctor Travelers is,
0: is a late season, um, X-Files episode. I think it's like season eight or nine. Oh shit. So it's probably, I think, I think that's what she's talking about. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Lunar <laughs>
1: landing conspiracy thing and remake space in an actually good episode. Yes. Perfect. Who plays, listen, Maja, I need you to, I need, you got homework. Who's playing Kubrick?
0: <laughs> Who <laughs> plays director? fucking Kubrick? <laughs> CSM? Hell yeah. That's sick. <laughs> I traveled uh, to season five. Jesus Christ, I'm off.
1: There's um is it is it Doctor Who? Every time we start talking about monsters and weird things and things that supremely interest me, I am I know nothing about Doctor Who. Very, 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 very little. But I do know that one of the coolest monsters exists in that show and they're called the Weeping Angels. I've talked about this, right? They appear uh, as statues. And then when you you talk about this
0: on 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 Star Trek.
1: When you don't look at them, they get closer to you. And then when you look back, the statues down just closer to you. It's fucking so creepy. And they can touch you and then send you through time and shit and they feed on that. It's wild. Anyway. um, but yeah, I like I like it. That's fucking cool cool good I, shit uh, any and, and, any old history shit is, is dope like yeah you could you know you bounce people back in time and stuff relevant though relevant to the setting of the x-files you, you would want to back somebody back to like you know no. renaissance time that doesn't make any sense yeah. Files.
0: I, I kind of think 20th century really is probably the limits i, I was agree. trying to think of like could you do something with like tesla and einstein <laughs> you Hell, know yeah, like, ab- absolutely could that be something dude any any
1: any like World War II era, you can make work. It's just, it's just How do I get so David
0: dope? Bowie into X-Files playing Nikolai <laughs> <Light> Tesla? <laughs> um, all right. Good shit from Mr. Bow and we will have uh, more to come uh, from him and, and, and from everybody else here uh, as well with yes. some of the extra questions. But uh, one more before, before we get to the bonus so we have time. Amy Gonzalez, who is your favorite X-Files character other than Mulder and Scully and Why? I'm going to but, kick that one to you first. I, I, which means you might be confident I don't have the same answer as you. Uh, I'm assuming I, I have two in mind. And I And I'm do assuming too. we would probably <laughs> have the same.
1: We have I'm the same two, two on in mind. is
0: the favorite? Yeah.
1: We have the same two in mind and I think we're going to flex either way to be, to be smart. All
0: right. So
1: I'm going to tell you who I'm going to pick and then I'm going to tell you who my second is because I'm curious. Okay. Uh, Skinner. I think I know it's I know it's very white toast to pick Skinner, but Skinner's fucking amazing dude. Skinner is such a great character. Skinner was an eighteen year old man in Vietnam and he shot a ten year old boy in the face and he did drugs and he was fucked up. And he's this fucking, you know, combat vet marine from Vietnam. And he's got a and, and you know, he's he's very forthcoming about we're not all like it's not all fucking candy canes and lollipops. (laughs) And there's something about him that, that adds such a personality to him. And he's this faithful husband guy. And he, he's just a salt of the earth guy who finds himself in very interesting situations. And he has a POV that we can really respect. We can really understand Skinner's perspective. Uh, He's also, he's also got this machismo and he's got, um, this commanding, confident presence that I think our our main characters really benefit from. And we know that he has his own ass to cover because he has his own fucking bills to pay and his own professional career to take care of. And sometimes it doesn't align with our people, but we do know that he's always just a moral good actor. He's yep. always making the moral, he's a, he's a moral good and he tries to be.
0: He and, tries, uh, at least. He that's, tries
1: that's, his yeah. hardest, right? and he doesn't like he doesn't feel sorry for himself like that that's another thing i like about him he 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 accepts what he is what he did where he was what he's going to do and and where he may end up and he accepts it with grace and confidence there's something very special about the guy and and Mitch Pelegi just does such a good job with it yeah it's really good so well, my second that- is probably <laughs> my second's probably your first
0: well um yeah it was going to be Skinner i so said kick it to you but my second is actually I'm gonna go and I'm put at my first is X.
1: Nice dude.
0: So <laughs> I know it's it's a little bit guys I guys mean say, I, I had CryCheck, so CryCheck CryCheck was right there, but I kind of feel I was like I was like Skinner and Crycheck were honestly the first two that came to mind. Of course. But the more I thought about it, CryCheck is fucking great. But X Man, like I thought, I think favorite's about how it's a good ex- word
1: too. Like it ex- favorites the move,
0: you know? Right. I get so excited for every scene, every fucking episode that he's in, mm-hmm. because he adds something. It was awesome to take the, this mythology thing that was building, this conspiracy, this, this whatever's going on, this informant, you have Deep Throat, and you have him set up by that actor in that role. And then he gets whacked, and then X comes in and he extends that that role, but in such a different way. And in, in one of probably probably along with Crychek, and you could also argue, argue Skinner um, for sure. Sure. But the most believable deliverers of violence in the show mm-hmm. um, that that aren't like you know monsters or superpowered or whatever. <laughs> but like you want to talk about like stone cold killers. I, you know, the first two that come to mind for me are Crycheck and X, but X is the good guy, kind of like, and, and I know that like Crycheck is overlap, but you know, X really puts himself there and it's, you know, there's always a dichotomy of, of what's really going on be- between the behind the scenes, who, um, where are the loyalties lying? Um, but X does it with a, with a dangerousness that's yes. not there with Jerry Harden as deep throat, like, there's there's an implied violence of like this goes tits up, I'm walking out of here and you're not it Yeah, is, is you know until he doesn't, but that's always there, and that's a great um, point
1: he has this he has a he has a menacing edge to him yes right it's it's like do you remember when you do you, do you remember the first time you see you know and i and I don't think i don't think Daniel Craig is many people's favorite Bond, but do you remember that moment where where you see Danny Craig in action and you go, "This motherfucker is a killing machine." Yes, like, how oh, his yeah. eyes
0: look when he fucking hurt somebody. Yes, he's got dead blue fucking, fucking shark dead eyes. blue Aryan
1: eyes, right? And yep. it's just he's just a stone killed killer, and you're like, "Yeah, that's a fucking spy." Like that, we love we love Bond, we love our fucking guys, we love we love fucking Connery, we love uh, even Pierce Brosnan is, is, is good in Golden Eye. But yep. there was something about Danny Craig that said, We're, "I'm going to hurt you." It's a different. This is a different kind of bond. I'm going to hurt you. Yeah. yeah, and that's X. Um, you know, X is, X is X has. If if Pacino was to describe him, he'd say, "At the drop of a hat, these guys are ready to rock and roll." Right. Yes. That's that's fucking
0: X. But you're also like, but he is there to help, kind of, mm-hmm. right? He does help Mulder. Um, he just does it in a way that is. Um, you know, as much as I like Deep Throat as a character and as a role, like, X is really more exciting to me.
1: Deep Throat's more of a soft hands version, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, you know what X is? He's kind of like the mirror universe Skinner, right? Yeah. Like, he's so much more quick <laughs> yeah. to violence and shit. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, if Skinner's career had, uh, had it, gone a little bit more it, black ops it, or whatever. It, exactly, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, And I want to give an honorable mention. A, a, a couple uh, people shout him out in the chat. Um, Doggett. Yes. Uh, season eight and nine, the, the replacement of Mulder. Is he good? Uh, Dude, I had very, you know, we do an X-Files podcast, been doing it for years. It wasn't until was the last year, maybe two years ago, I finally did a full watch of season eight and nine. Maybe I'd seen snippets. I don't even think I'd seen a a single complete episode. Um, he was, I don't want to like overstate it. Say he's a revelation, but overstated. Let's go. He's he's Listen, a it's thr- a fucking great character. Awesome, like a great character. Obviously, he's a great actor, but fucking like docket. Like man, this sounds crazy to say, but there was episodes, especially before Gillian Anderson stepped back more, where I was like, I'm not sure I completely missed Mulder in that episode.
1: Mm, that's awesome. It,
0: and not because I, I don't love Mulder. I don't love his involvement, but like there's a few, there's some episodes in season eight where like I'm pulled in enough that I'm like, this is just a great episode of the X-Files and there's no Mulder to be seen. Right. And, and it's so hard to, to think of saying that. And obviously a lot of that weighs on, on Jillian Anderson still doing what she does, but a lot of it is on fucking this new guy, Docket, who rolls in and does such a fucking great job. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, not Reyes, because she fucking sucks. Bad actor, bad character.
1: Yeah. You know, and by the way, you know, Doggett was in a tiny little movie in 1991 called T2. Maybe you heard of it. <laughs> fucking guy. That's the biggest movie of all time at the time. Not bad to be the bad guy in that movie, right? He's got to yeah. be doing something right.
0: That they, that was the number one. Uh, so Robert I mean, Patrick. Should I probably Ro- say Robert the actor's Patrick. name? Yes,
1: yes, Robert Patrick. Um,
0: yeah, and, and uh, yeah, man, I'm... I'm I have been like kind of quietly excited to eventually get to some of these late season ones because I don't think you've, you really seen them at all. I haven't. And I've I've only seen them maybe once. And I think it's going to be fun for us to, I'm not going to watch any of them again. Mm -hmm. I decided as soon as I did one watch through, I'm like, I'm going to wait a fucking decade until Dean and I catch up. That's that's
1: gangster shit.
0: It'll be kind of like fresh. We'll be like, watch it. And some of them, because that's what surprised me the most is I walked away from someone being like, that was good. X-Files. Mm-hmm. No fucking Mulder. Those are good X-Files.
1: Right on, dude. Yeah. So there but, we, got the, we got the bonus question, and that's for Amy.
0: Yes. You want to read that one?
1: Uh, we just did it, didn't we? Who was your favorite X-Files besides Mulder and Scully?
0: No, uh, no, no. The bonus is, do you think the show would have been as popular if oh, the roles were, were reversed? You picked this, by the way. Yeah, no. Bloody boy. I, <laughs> if the roles were reversed. <laughs> ah. And Mulder, the male, was, was the skeptic, and Scully, the female, was the wild believer. Yes. You do? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to have to say like... Uh, you don't think so? Well, well... It, and, and you know, God, God pull- our listeners know that we are no uh, like bang, gonging... Gong- it's not even... They're, they're just it. good
1: actors. I think they could do it.
0: M- Mulder could you- play the dry kind of... I I think the actors could pull it off, dude. But I have to say, and you can, you can interpret this as a sexist statement but I think part of what pulls in a casual person initially is playing against type. And uh, I know it's sexist okay. to say that women are like irrational and men are like cold. Cause obviously it's not fucking, but if you want to say like, is there a stereotype okay. that men are like, you know, more rational and less, you know, less emotional or empathetic and, you know, women are more emotional. Yeah. It's bullshit. Like in, you know, 45% of cases, but there's a stereotype and stereotypes exist and people fucking mm-hmm. key off stereotypes. And I think playing off type does can, serve can, things well. And I, I think,
1: <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I jump in? So my brother just had a baby. Yep. She's adorable. And, uh, my brother brought adorable little Luna to the cafe that he owns. And, and it was me and Dan and Jake were there and then we walked in and then all the lovely, you know, 22 year olds at work there and we brought Luna over and he, and Jake put, put Luna down on the table and her little cute thing. She's adorable. And the guys were like, Oh, hey, baby Luna. And then we slid off to the other side of the, of the cafe and it was me, Jake and Dan and we were all talking. And then it was a flock of women around the baby. And I looked at Jake and I go, yeah, we're exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No difference between the species whatsoever. Not, not a thing, not a single thing. But that's my point. Like, I know what you're trying to say. There's a fucking difference. It's okay to say. There is. We're different for a fucking reason.
0: And there's many many outliers. There's many fucking norms.
1: There's always always outliers. But I remember looking over and being like, they're like, oh my God, I'm so obsessed. I'm so obsessed. And they're squeezing little feetsies and being like, being adorable about it. And we were just like, yeah, fucking real estate market's bananas, huh? (laughs) Yeah. You know, like,
0: <laughs> let's be real, not to sound like a fucking Matt Anderson, but if a woman oh was always going off on these wild goose chases, would a lot of men be more prone to fucking raise their like, oh God, this bitch again, like watching the show. You're probably yeah, right, dude. Yeah, I think you're probably so. right. Yeah. I think they would be versus it's Mulder. <laughs> and I think it's, you know, maybe an easier pill to swallow. So yeah. yeah. You know what?
1: I think you sold me on that. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: I don't think as far I'm as just,
1: I'm just so woke, bro. I didn't even see it that way. You had to train there. <laughs> the
0: you know. question was popular, not like good or well executed. Like I, I don't yes, think that would have made a difference. That, that's
1: that's a huge indicator of the direction the question would go. Right. Yeah, for sure.
0: You're, you're talking the fucking lowest common denominator. of... Sadly, <laughs> fucking... sadly
1: that's the case, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't even see that shit.
1: You know, we don't even see that shit, bro.
0: And I don't even know the I don't gender either <laughs> of the characters really. Yeah.
1: Fucking sliding in my DMs, ladies. I don't even see that shit. Oh <laughs> God!
0: Well, cool. dude, I think we did it, man. I think we fucking did it. Real nice. That was really fun, bro. Co- covered some ground. Yeah, dude. That was a lot of fun.
1: What do you say, chat? You guys have fun on that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, big, just big shout out and love to the community, to everybody that got involved, everybody that always gets involved. Um, hopefully, you guys think this is fun. Obviously, especially for the people that put the great questions out there, but. Um it's it's fucking awesome. The 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 involvement, whether it's in the chat or the contest we do or the Facebook page, um has I mean the two my two favorite things about doing the X Files podcast is bullshitting about the X Files with you. Yep. And interacting with the listeners. Love like you too, it's, buddy. That's it.
1: So I I I can read the subtext there. Yeah. Love you too, pal.
0: Touch tips. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tummy sticks in the sauna Extravaganza. Three, o- three o'clock.
0: Extravaganza And the bully boy has nothing to do with my emotions. Nah. way to go, Carolyn. Nice fucking callback. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Thanks, Mr. Bo. First first listen live Hell yes. across the pond.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and, and and thank you for the extra ones. Trust me, we're gonna get to those. For sure. I'm gonna put them in the holster.
1: All right, beautiful babies. This has been a blast in X-Files March Madness Extravaganza, as it were. And um, in the spirit of the X-Files podcast, Josh, tell these lovely ladies and gentlemen
0: goodbye. Dana, you know, get it? It's like, you know, can you smell what the rock is cooking? But you're a doctor. ha ha ha.
1: Files podcast by LSG Media. Visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net.